Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen. I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hey. some trials and triumphs ladies let's do it so i think we all agreed to discuss a group trial and triumph that we yeah. recently had <laughs> it was i don't know that there's really the a trial, trial yeah it starts as a trial okay. oh, and then we, then we overcame the situation yeah, and made it into a triumph well when we were up in philly recording we had an hour lunch break we, we were doing four podcasts a day mm-hmm. which is a lot of talking yeah. and we had an hour break to eat Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing store up there called Terrain. None of us had been to. So we wanted to run over to Terrain and check it out. And Terrain is owned by the company that does anthropology and urban outfitters. And it's a garden store. And there's also a website. And it's really a cool yeah. um, concept. But we'd never been to the retail. Like we had that, not. You know, physical. And this is like their, would you call it a um, flagship? Flag yeah, because they're like their based main... out of Philly. Okay. So I would imagine. Yeah, I think they have three stores at this point, three retail spots. Mm-hmm. So I love that we're like help promoting <laughs> our competitors. But uh, well, we don't have the we big love garden. beautiful things. Yes, everybody loves beautiful things. We all yeah. want to be inspired. Mm-hmm. So it was really pretty. And they take gardening to a whole level that oh, we don't. Gosh. You know, like that's their more. focus. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. Amazing guys. It and they have food. They have yes. a cafe, a beautiful oh, yes. cafe. So we were. Our plan was. Except if you're in Philly, you should go to our store instead of this. Yes, right. Do I mean, not go to Terrain. It's, it's awful. It's horrible. You should go to Except we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit both. Take take a few hours and do both. But they, so we were like, all right, here's what we'll do. We'll go over there. We'll get our food. We'll shop. We'll eat in the car. <laughs> we'll get back mm-hmm. in an hour. So we ran over there. And Caroline, then you fell in love. Go mm-hmm. ahead. So they had all, and I was about to host a party, but they had all of these gorgeous, like, glass containers with, um, with, ter- I guess they're, when I they're think of a terrarium, terrarium. Yeah, I think of Is closed, what they're but called. these were open. Yes. Yeah. Open oh, that's terrariums. what they're officially called? Okay, good. When we were Googling it, that's okay. an open terrarium versus a closed terrarium. Okay, continue. I just thought they were so gorgeous. I like the idea of um, being able to have one. You don't have to arrange flowers all the time. You know, it kind right. of just lives and lives. And the way they had arranged it, they had all these decorative rock, you know, like purple quartz rocks in there. And it's little, in a clear container. You can see these layers yes, coming you up can the see side. The layers. It had pretty mm-hmm. ferns. Of course, Taryn, being Taryn, was like said. You can you can take this on the airplane for sure. You know She's how Taryn will take anything. <laughs> She's trying to it convince was, me to buy it. Was a it. big, low, round. Uh, what was bowl. the diameter? Yeah. Twelve inch diameter yeah. bowl. Anyway, and then it had all these beautiful little plants. bitty plants coming out, and I was like, like it's fine. Sit down in your lap. Yeah. I was like, if they put it in a box, you could easily get get that through security and put it in your lap. Mm-hmm. So I'd take it up to the the front desk and. The girls at the front, you know, the cash wrapper, whatever, they talked me out of it. They yeah. basically said, "No way, it's gonna get all." And how much was it? It was probably one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, so it was also a commitment. Yeah, it we, was a commitment. And then the and the my people, reasoning for not testing it was, yeah, if I get there oh. and security makes me throw it out, one hundred and twenty dollars, oof, pissed. No. Yeah. So yeah. and they said Karen, the plants were like fragile puppies. It's fragile. literally they literally like it's like if you took a fragile puppy on the plane. People do said, that all the time. <laughs> in a dog carrier. I I liked that they said yeah, fragile puppy. They uh-huh. kind of looked at us like we were crazy. So then Karen says, "Well, why don't you just make it yourself?" Let's do it. And I thought, "Well, they have all these pretty rocks in here in the container. I bet by the time I buy all the supplies, it's going to be over $100." And of course, in your genius, you're like, well, why don't you just, why don't we all chip in and we can share? And make, so, each make one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So last, was it last Friday? Last Friday, mm-hmm. we all gathered together at Caroline's new day, house. At my new house. And we made some terrariums. It was fun. 
it was good. I think they all turned out you well. You guys did all the hard work because you ordered <laughs> all the rocks online oh. and mm-hmm. the moss, and then you guys ran to the store and got all of our little plants. Mm-hmm. But it was so fun and yeah. easy as pie, and mine's it, not dead yet. Mine isn't it's either. It's only been a week. I need to, probably need to water it a little because I have a black thumb. Right. It doesn't, but, it doesn't drain because it's in a glass bowl, so it's draining into rocks. So yeah. you have to be careful not to overwater it. So I was going to ask you guys, how much are you watering it? I just kind of spritzed it with water. I only watered it the first day. Mm-hmm. I haven't watered it since. So I was going to say an ounce or two, but I put my finger because it's we did we all did quite a few little plants. Right. Yeah. So I just put my fingers in the middle of it and kind of it still felt damp enough uh-huh. that I was like, I'm going to wait. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's how I've kept my plants alive for a week. Aren't I crushing Done. it? Yay. <laughs> well, the other thing I was thinking about is um, I have a covered outdoor area mm. and I keep trying to figure out how to decorate it. I'm a little stumped on it. I haven't is this really under your deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't really made any progress. And my husband actually is mocking me about it at this point, which is funny because he's like, you haven't done anything here. I'm, I don't know what to do. Anyway, um, it has a big coffee table and I've been wanting to put a plan on it, but I keep in my mind thinking, well, it doesn't get sun. It's, it's covered. But then I'm, I was like, well, can't I do like a house plant because they aren't outside. I don't. My well, mind isn't sun either. Is that quite wrapped around it. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I could put my terrarium there. That's true. A lot of the plants too in the terrarium, the ones that we picked, were not succulents. They were um, like, a lot like ferns. ferns. Yeah, mm-hmm. that can take shade. So I'm gonna try that. I think you should try. Yeah. It. Worst case part. scenario, the plants die, and you just go spend another twenty bucks on new plants. Right. And then which you are going to last for at least them. a month, which yeah. is way cheaper than fresh flowers. True. And the little plants are not expensive. No, They're a couple yeah. bucks. The ti- well, These are tiny, you guys. They're in pots that are probably two inches in diameter, three right. inches. Mm-hmm. Tiny little plants. They're real cute. Taryn, didn't you post them on something so people can see? We can post oh, them you can the show do it. too. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. It was a great idea. And definitely a fun, like, little girl does. To, to, to like do as a group and like, it would, would be it fun for, for kids yeah as long as they're not of the age to eat the rock mm-hmm. but if you have eight-year-olds or something yeah. that's a fun little um party thing to yeah. do with, with well, them. I, I, I could imagine as a shower event like oh you know you're always yeah. looking for like some kind of like little Activity. thing it could be some kind of like take this little plant home because you could do small containers and yeah. show them examples and mm-hmm. and you're totally right it's way more affordable to do it as a group. Like to do multiples versus just do one. Because you do need a bag of this rock and a bag of that rock, and it right. adds up. And moss. and I think it costs yeah. us totally 160 Yes, for everything for and we actually all made three four. of us. And we made four. We made one for the office. Because mm-hmm. we're givers. Yes. We are givers. <laughs> well, can I last end this with, remember my trial at Train was that I left my whole purse. Yes, oh, we were leaving. Uh, we were in a hurry. We were rushing, and I had, of course, my iced coffee in my hand and an iced water. I was very focused on the liquids and running out, and it wasn't until we got back to record and then I noticed it was missing. So I had I to go back to terrain Aww. and walk around again. <laughs> they were very nice. You had a little extra nice. time, though. Yes, to, they, to had, they had placed it in the manager's office, so I appreciated it. <laughs> I also, if you remember, if you recall, spilled my entire iced coffee down, down your the front shirt. of my white oh, shirt. Did. And we had three more guests to talk to. <laughs> there Excuse were quite a my giant coffee stain. <laughs> I can't change, so I don't have anything else to wear. <laughs> That's all right. You powered through. Yeah. <laughs> well, overall, it was a good little activity, and it was fun. We, I can post like where um, where you got you know, this we stuff. We use the so IKEA bowls, and I can kind of put some, some resources. Yes. Thank you, Caroline. Not that we're experts, but <laughs> but you don't. I don't think you have yeah. to be. True. Yes. And all of it actually, each of us did it very differently. So mm-hmm. we each had a different approach. So yeah, it's kind of fun. You can do whatever you want, and yeah. they still look great. Yes. Okay. Let's get to our guests. Do it. So today we have one of our favorite magazine editors here, Margot Shaw of Flower Magazine. And Mm -hmm. you also have a new book, Living Floral, Decorating and Entertaining with Flowers. I do. We're very excited to talk to you about it. Publishing, yes. And you just told us you're already on your third printing, and it's only been out like three months? Right. Nice. Good job. We are encouraged, and I'm always surprised. Why? Well... You know my background, Karen. I didn't come up in the publishing world. And so this is 
it's a pinch me moment in my life, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the secret to it. Maybe it is that you you just had a passion for what you're doing, and maybe you should remind people how you got to where you are because yes. um, you talked. Do you've been on the on the podcast before and you talked about kind of how you got to where you are? And I was at a book signing that you did the other night, and you reiterated that story and every time I hear it I'm amazed it's a beautiful story well thank you well I do mention I I don't know if I did the other night but that I really have no publishing um, chops and that the only time I remember writing was for uh, the Brook Hill School for Girls paper in the fifth grade it was called (laughs) The Prattler and I, I really no, nothing else was ever published until I got the idea to start Flower Magazine. But that grew out of my having worked with Sybil Sylvester, floral and event designer, doing my daughter's wedding at home. And I had studied art history and interior design and just loved beauty and good design. Um, and the decorative arts, but I'd never done flowers. And Birmingham is such a floral-centric town. I was always just intimidated. And then working with Sybil after the wedding, I just said, I have got to come and work for you. And she was picking up on that. And um, so I became a 46-year-old intern (laughs) at, at Wildflower Designs. And a few years in, I learned so much. And Sybil's so generous. She just poured into all of us. And a few years in, I kept trying to find a publication that spoke with more of a botanical voice. Couldn't find it. Always what do you spend, mean by that, with more of a botanical voice? Caroline and I were talking about this yesterday. Well, you if you look at a shelter magazine, you will know that there might be one f- arrangement of flowers. And in the in the recent past, so many spaces and even gardens have been so minimal. Mm-hmm. And that's just not me. And... Um, you know, there might be, again, one arrangement of flowers or one big monastery leaf, which is impactful. It's great. But I think that nature is so life-giving that I want for us to always notice and be surrounded by a more botanical uh, presence inside and out. And so, but I also want to know about people. And so flower was immediately, the minute we started it, it was not just a bouquet of flowers or a wedding with some pretty flowers. It was about the people behind the work. And we continue to do that, and that's what's in the book. It's portraits of everybody from a Charlotte Moss to uh, Frank Stitt, the great chef out of Birmingham, and how they live, entertain, and decorate with flowers. So... Just enriching people's lives, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. So you found that niche. And how long ago was that, your first flower? Twelve years. Wow. Wow. So not to get too much into the weeds on the publishing business, but so many magazines are going fully digital or closing or, you know, now they're only special interests or whatever. Yeah. And are you feeling that pressure? Not really. We're Interestingly, I remember about eight years ago being at some event, I can't remember which one, And a woman that I really admire who helped me start the magazine, um, Karen Carroll, who was the editor-in-chief of Southern Accents, which had recently shuttered, said, I'm so glad you're doing this. Um, Niche is the future of print. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, even A Garden and Gun, it's really about the South. Right. Cigar aficionado is all about cigars. They're still blowing and going. Um... Wow. That was good. That was good. <laughs> nice. I wondered who would pick up yeah. on that. Um, it's slow, but we get it. But, but so Flower is, it's a lifestyle magazine, so it has a broad um, sort of umbrella, but it's a niche because it's only things that are floral-centric and garden. And, and if you think about the, the publications that have been around Anything to do with flowers has always been very uh, commercial, very trade, industrial, uh, not even a hand on the page, just flowers and ads. And then really the same for garden magazines. Mm. 
It's all gardens, nothing about the people behind the story. And so that is what we really want. We think there's a reason People Magazine is the most successful title in the world. Right, because it's people. One thing that I, and you're, as you're talking about like garden magazines, and I feel like this is a lot of times, even in your favorite shelter magazines, they will feature either the garden or the interiors. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of times there's not a ton of both. Mm-hmm. And I always, and you know, when we talk uh-huh. to designers, they are always talking about how your outdoor space should be pulled into your indoor space your indoor, and like mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so that is something that I feel like y'all do well, which is kind of include both in Thank you, know, you. In the magazine. Thank so you. We it do. gets a bit more holistic. Well, I think it's important. We mm-hmm. don't do it on every um, shoot or every house or every garden, but that fusion is so important. If you talk, like you said, if you talk to any good decorator or architect or landscape architect, they their favorite uh, grouping is everybody together at the beginning, mm. brainstorming and sparking about what what the whole whole project will be mm-hmm. yeah so so then what's the book the book i is... mean you get to tell your story every okay oh, no no, no right. i mean in a magazine all the time so yeah. why do you need a book too well oh, yeah. interesting question <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was mean no. <laughs> um our publisher julie darkey who's actually atlanta based and is a whiz and just the biggest blessing to flower ever. Um, she, a few years ago, started talking about this, saying, you've got enough content. You really need, we need you to do a book. Because if you'll remember and note, when you go to an antique show or antique and garden show or flower show, anything of that sort, the speakers generally will have a book mm-hmm. and there'll be a book signing afterwards. It's that same concept of being at an exhibit at a museum and they put the gift shop right after the exhibit mm-hmm. because you want to take something away. Right. Whether it's postcards, a, a memory of it, uh-huh. or a book or a deck of cards with a paint, you know, you just, and so it's the same with a book inversely or conversely. Actually, if you are in the market for speaking engagements, it really helps if you have a book. And so th- there were several reasons. Exposure. Flower is growing, but it's very organic. We are, we're small but mighty. I mean. That's another good one. What, organic? But we are. We're, we're, our growth has been very word of mouth, very garden club, women's club, church groups. Mm-hmm you know, antique shows and through the years it's just been it's been a very sort of grassroots <laughs> This is never <laughs> gonna end. <laughs> um, but it really has. We we don't have a big marketing budget. And it's also always challenging for a print publication to get any love from other print publications. Right. The exception being for me um, traditional home they did a lovely piece on living floral and their editor Jill mm-hmm. uh, was just so gracious as to do that um so and we've we've gotten a lot of love on the book and what was the question <laughs> why'd you do a book oh back to that <laughs> um, so that was one thing was to get exposure for the magazine because it's obviously this is was generated from the magazine Uh but also it was just time Uh it was just time in our trajectory to to encapsulate everything and not everything this is a lot of old and repurposed and new it's a it's a mishmash of uh, different content and with a different slant even the things that are repurposed are very uh, different from the original so if you have read the magazine still go buy the book <laughs> I'm not getting out of it you need it you need it you must have it well I bought it so yeah, thank you uh-huh. and I know you read the magazine so yes I do yes. I love the magazine I have been pulling some articles out of there lately <gasps> yes your last, uh, the July-August issue that um, is out now, yeah. I love that it's the entertaining 
issue because it just feels like the time of year to entertain. That's true. Summer. I love the stories and the Good. tablescapes yeah. are gorgeous. I'm so glad. That's sort of a big part of who we are is helping people live graciously at home, indoors and out. One of my passions is to inspire the next generation to live. She's pointing at you too. And not me. Don't worry. These, Caroline loves her roses. We these know. whippersnappers. I remember that yeah. from our last conversation. But also, not just florally, but just generally, uh, in the book, there's, a, I think, immediately of a, a chapter on Chessie Breen, who was this wonderful editor at House Beautiful, and she's also a publicist for a lot of design titles. And all three of her daughters had their own silver pattern when they were born and they're all floral or botanical and she teaches them how to do flowers how to set the table they write the place cards they arrange they'll go buy a bunch of hydrangeas which we know arrange themselves Mm -hmm. right and so chessie tees it up for them but then they swing and hit you know, a long and how drive. old are these kids? Well, they're o- they're older than when we did the um, chapter. They're in their adolescence, early teens, and probably there there might be oh. no 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 there might be uh, a tween, but but they've been doing this since they were wee. Yeah. So that's Caroline train them up in the yes, way they yes. should go, and when they're old, they will not depart. You need from to start now. Right. I know <laughs> start that now. Yeah. So yeah. it really is, and and and. This isn't floral per se, but it it speaks to just an overall living with sort of a foundation of of history and story is if you have your mother's silver and it's locked in a closet, get it out and use it. The more you use it, the less you have to polish it. Right, true. And it's your story, your your grandmother's wonderful china. Use it. Use it every day. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you might as well just give it away. Right. Mm-hmm. Just and who every cares day if it special. chips? And who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Ziploc bags. Yeah, they're but gr- then you're not using oh. it. You mean for silver to keep yeah. it from being tarnished? Yeah, they're clear, and but so you can you see it. So you know what's in it, and then it's easy to just. just where do you Where do you store your Ziploc bag china? In a drawer. In the she's dining room. About silver. Uh-huh, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do have things in Ziploc bags, but I'm not looking at them. Which oh. makes me think I'm not using them, and I really should take them out of that bag and I put them on the right. dining table. I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, my silver is in my drawer. I have two drawers every day, and then silver, and I mix them. Oh, your flatware. Mm-hmm. My flatware. My well, my every day was my mother's bamboo. Mm-hmm. That was her favorite design was bamboo design element and so when I use that she's at the table when I use my grandmother's silver or mix them they're both there Mm -hmm. and it's this it's the story it's the family cultural history that I mean the things that people are using now are fun there's some good (laughs) (laughs) there's some really good design out there a lot of it at Ballard but (laughs) it's fine (laughs) no but mix it yeah. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And we're the same way about furniture. Yeah. yeah. You know, hold on to some beautiful things, mix in some new things. And, and that's what gives your life a real patina and, a, you know, a voice in your right. room. It's, yes. Mm-hmm. There's so a the table's the same thing. That. I hadn't really thought Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It tells a story. And, and it, you know, it's great to have a beautiful table. And you can do that with all new things. But you will know, you the hostess, you the mother or you know father you will know that what you're holding in your hand was held in your great grandmother's or I, mm-hmm. I just love that yeah mm-hmm. I, I know not everybody cares about that but there's this sense of continuity and gravitas when we use things that weren't just bought at Ikea or, mm-hmm. wherever, or just came off the assembly line yeah. yeah yeah well there's also the repurposing that's true movement mm-hmm. that's going on too yeah. so hopefully the these younger generations are noting that yeah good stuff's out there there's right. no you know and if you buy antiques 
That's the greenest thing you can do. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. A hundred years ago, a tree was felled when nobody even knew better. So, yeah. and yeah. even if you didn't inherit something from your grandmother or China from your mm-hmm. grandmother, you know, you can buy for such great prices at estate sales or garage sales or antique markets, flea markets. China is you can get really yeah. great deals. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like a table is well. We talk about this. Um, so much with rooms, but also with outfits, high-low. Like, mm-hmm. I love to, like, use a really, like, my silver or, like, a really fine china or just something really fine, but then, like, have a really kind of, like, a flower sack tablecloth or, you know, like something a casual charger or something mm-hmm. that's, like, yeah, like, um, or do a really elaborate flower arrangement with just simple, simple white plates and, you know, like a regular, you know, just a plain to temper linen. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good way. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know anyone who's going to have, or no one, I don't know. I guess maybe none of my peers are going to have me over for dinner and have all of their crystal and their fine china and pressed linens and all of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. that feels very daunting. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you think like, okay, I can handle hand washing my accent plates, but I'm going to mix it with all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's like a good, easy way to start it, start using it and mm-hmm. not feel quite so, I don't know, like it's not as nerve wracking. And it's also so not as, I think, um, um, like fussy. Yeah. Maybe fussy feeling, you know, yeah. where you feel like, oh, do I belong here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even I using your everyday everything and getting a beautiful napkin that's got your monogram and yeah. beautiful design. Ah, oh, I just love that. Yeah. And it, everyone's going to sit down and go, wow, this yeah. is so cool. Yeah. I love your napkin. Yeah. And you can use it with nothing. Do you high-low floral arrangements too when you do that? I do. I can. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, but I was just going to say that high-low is now, I feel like it. that is the trend, the style of the moment, and hopefully forever, because it's so accessible to everybody. And, and it, of course, translates to interior design, garden design, all kinds of design, even fashion. But yes, in terms of floral design, I remember a dinner party. Charlotte Moss was in Birmingham for our antiques at the gardens. And, and she wrote your foreword. She yes, also I wrote love my that foreword. That's a beautiful foreword. My dear Charlotte, she killed it. <laughs> yeah. um, she's just so great. And she's such a good egg. I adore her. And such an amazing talent. Every bit as good a gardener or floral designer as she is an interior designer. Wow. Uh, yeah, follow her on Instagram. I, every time I see her book in our store because we carry it in our stores. I always, I'm like, I need to get that. I just, anyways, it's beautiful. Right, when we it's leave beautiful. here, we're, you're yeah. going to go out there. <laughs> but um, I had a dinner party for Charlotte in Birmingham when she came to speak. It was probably 16 people, very intimate. And I had tables in the living room and then one dining room table. And I was a little bit, I knew her, but not well. And I was like, what am I going to do for Charlotte Moss? What flowers? How how can this just be really special and um, festive? And I thought, well, I will do something very simple. Because the big mixed arrangements and all that are great, but you generally I find myself picking it up uh-huh. when moving we sit it. down and moving it over to the sideboard. And that was a lot of wasted effort. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty on the sideboard, mm-hmm. but... So what I did was, it was in early October, dahlias are still in season in Birmingham. So I went to a grower and bought just all these beautiful different colored dahlias. And I have a collection of apothecary, antique apothecary bottles. And I went and bought a carton of sheet moss. And I soaked the sheet moss and then put a garbage bag down the table and then did a sheet moss runner and then just cut little holes and put the apothecary bottles and the dahlias in it. So that it's not that it was a garden, but it was that effect and it was very Mm -hmm. simple, clean, but it had the antique. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, antiques of the garden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know what? Okay, so um, Ashley Whitaker was on the show. And I know one of her projects was recently in y'all's 
it, one of y'all's issues. I can't remember which month it was. Do you but like that we use y'all's as a word? I love it. Well, <laughs> Northerners is a bad word. I mean, <laughs> Northerners think we're crazy. Y'all's. Y'all's. <laughs> um, I love that word. But it's she was talking about how every she feels like every room needs something grimy. And I feel like that's what you're kind of describing. Like those little the antique was a little jars have like, you know, that grit. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like antique jars always have like a little brown ring like in the yeah. bottom They're not of perfect, them, right? And like, or a nice, that's always just pretty. a nice patina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. It, it can be cloudy mm-hmm. or yeah, just cloudy. not perfect, not new. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and my dining room table is this dark, dark green marble top with mm. an antique base that was my husband's grandfather's. So, uh, but anyway, everything looks good on that dark green marble, and uh, it's not super formal. And this was right in keeping. And of course, Charlotte loved it. I was so intimidated, but then it turned out. <laughs> yeah, don't try to do too much. That is intimidating. Yeah, but I can't remember. I feel like it was Top Chef because I love Top Chef. But they were talking on there like nobody will ever have them over for dinner. Like the judges. Yeah. Because oh. every, all their friends are intimidated mm-hmm. to ever have them over for dinner. And they're like, all I want to do is come and hang out. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like yeah, or what it yeah. tastes like. I just want to have someone cook for me. Well, it's yeah. like that old <laughs> yeah, Bunny Williams. Exactly. Um, you know that Bunny Williams when she was on the show, she talked about just like, Okay, invite everyone over, open a bag of chips, and dump it in a bowl. Yeah. Done. Like, <laughs> just have people yeah. over. Just she's start she's with... a great hostess. She's in the book as well. Yeah. And she's she does it with such ease mm-hmm. and such style, of course. But in the story, in the book, and in, in her chapter, she takes things that she has grown and these little cash that are very modest and she does these little mixed arrangements and dots them down her her table. And it's nothing fancy, it's nothing mm-hmm. time consuming, and but she did build a palette around the flowers. Mm-hmm. So the linens and everything yeah. speak to the color of the flowers. It's, well, you'll see. It's and really she cool. grows in her garden flowers for each room. Everything. Like, this looks good in this room, and this looks good in that room. So every room in her house has a spot in the garden. <laughs> I don't That's think I genius. knew that. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Well, you know, um, if she doesn't have a particular flower in a room, she'll have a toll flower or floral wallpaper. Or Tell people what a toll flower is. A toll flower? Toll is, I think it was started in France or Italy. It's, it's a tin. It's mm. a metal. And it's painted. And it's not trying to look realistic. It's very sort of stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just a floral reference in their antiques and their new ones. And uh, so she has some in her powder room. I feel like people would would think of, like, I always think of a lamp. Uh, oh, because it's that a, anything that's painted tin maybe yeah. is called toll. I don't even know. Or sconces maybe. Yeah. Toll. They're toll sconces. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Are there any um, go-to arrangements that you always do? Well, for day to day, at your house, I cut from my husband's garden primarily a lot of green because I am a lover of just big loose greenery in um, whatever container. And he is such a great gardener. We have everything from Eliagnus to Magnolia to, um, what did I just use? Oh, I just cut a few peony branches because mm. they're not blooming and put them into footed urns and they just look great. So that's my go-to because that's any time of year. And then, you know, whatever's blooming. Right. We've got limelight hydrangeas right now on the side of the house and I cut maybe three stems of that and put it in a pretty little green Orbix glass raisin base. Notice the Orbix plug, they're Alabama base. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they're they're on my low boy in the front hall and it's clean and modern and and very effective, but it also plays well with the antique French low boy. Speaking of modern, how do people select a, a plant or flower or greenery that will feel more modern. Say I do have a sort of a very streamlined modern aesthetic. What will work in my space? Good question, because not everybody 
wants roses or whatever, or, yeah. or even eclectic, which mm-hmm. I'm more of an eclectic. But I think um, anything mono bloom mm-hmm. or monochromatic is going to feel more contemporary. I think one stem of something in a very simple bud vase is is more contemporary. Um, I mentioned earlier of one monastera leaf. You'll see that. Do you know the leaf? It's, it's sort of sousesque. It's got all these wonderful. She's acting it out, you guys. <laughs> yeah, she's she's gesticulating. That's right. Um, so yeah, look it up. Hold again, I'm googling this. It's Emma. sort of like a palm leaf, but not a palm leaf, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's more. Um, oh, I interrupted like your spelling. It's like a palmetto, but it's 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 more curvy. It's more a little more sumptuous, mm-hmm. less prickly. Mm-hmm. And, On the ends. and so that in a glass cylinder, done. I think we sell a faux one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right? That's not. Yeah. Most people would think that was a palm. They would be wrong. But they would be wrong. But that's, you know what I mean? It's like. Uh, <laughs> but that's correct. Yeah. Wait, spell it for us. M O N S T E R A? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, knowing how to spell. Look at you. I'm an editor. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so simple, clean. Think of it more as maybe a sculpture, almost more sculptural. Uh-huh. You're you're wanting it to be about the shape as much as the color, the texture, the scale, and then only use one, only use one stem, or only use one arrangement, or you know, in the space and have it really uh, sing. Okay. Um, I do feel like I've seen a big, uh, like more of a trend lately for house plants. Are you seeing a lot of that? Am I making uh, that so up? interesting. I just did a um, piece for the Washington Post about the uh, people asked a bunch of questions and I answered and uh, to the best of my ability. But mm-hmm. I I just said I feel like people are so busy now mm-hmm. that a house plant is something if it's the right plant in the right light in the right room is so labor free and um, can be very effective and you know those fiddly ferns everybody has but everybody kills them mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> yep that's why we have a fake one yeah and i love i have to say this i love y'all's faux fern uh, yes I it's love good it. it's really good <laughs> yeah i mean you think it's expensive till you kill a live one or two and then you're like oh well i should have just bought this faux yes. one yeah. <laughs> i had yeah. two for a party and we ended up moving them outside and they're thriving. Mm-hmm. But I wanted one for inside. Yeah. And I didn't have the light. I yeah. didn't have the light. Yeah. And I was not going to put in, you know, a sun. Uh, a sunroom. A sunroom. Or a conservancy or conservatory or anything. I just <laughs> So they're outside. Can they live outside happy. year round? Do you bring them in in the winter? No, we winter them. Okay. We put them in um, our mudroom. And they still get light, mm-hmm. but they're warm. Okay. Yeah. So they don't do as well. You can tell. They're not as happy. Yeah, they're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> they let you know. Yeah. yeah. And I. But, oh. they, but, they, but they have survived one winter. We'll see. Talk to me this time next year. <laughs> yeah, I bring my lemon trees inside. They don't like it. They get real angry. Yeah. They don't die, but they are not happy. They're not happy. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Lemon tree. Well, they're they're actually lime trees. I've told you all this. Like I got them, and then they grew. The lemons grew, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for them to turn yellow, and they just stayed green and stayed green and stayed green. So finally, I chopped one off. I'm like, oh, it's a lime tree, (laughs) not a lemon tree. Where'd you get those? They were a gift for a birthday gift. I wanted two Myers lemon trees, so I got them. Except they're limes. They're limes. So now you're having key lime. Yes. That's really funny. <laughs> I wanted to ask too, on that kind of uh, with your note, what is a trendy flower right now? What are you seeing trending mm. for for like arrangements or to yeah, grow? Both. Oh. I'll do both because I think both are interesting, and I'm totally. I don't know. I'm intrigued by something that all of a sudden I see pop up. Like I feel like it's what are those lacy tulips? French tulips. Yeah. tulips. I feel like lately I've seen those in a lot of arrangements, and I'm. I think one. I, I would 
amplify a little bit and say what's trending is that loose gardeny look. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's a mix and it's it's meant to look as though you've gone into your garden and cut a few things and just gently place them very simply in a mm-hmm. compote or something. Well, we all know <laughs> there's nothing simple about that design, but it is really, really beautiful mm-hmm. and it's not new. It's been going on for thousands of years. Right. I remember seeing uh, at Hadrian's Villa a little mosaic tile, which is over 2,000 years old outside of Rome. And, and it had a basket of flowers that was loose in gardening. Wow. So there's <laughs> right. nothing new under mm-hmm. the sun. But it's come back because yes. for so long we had that moundy, roundy, tight, yeah. globy mm-hmm. kind of arrangement. Very structured. Mm-hmm. Very structured. And now it, it's a reaction to that, I feel like. And it's the flowers are more humble. It's not always roses or peonies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can just go out and cut or go to the grocery store. But you can't. We discussed this in our last episode. You cannot cut your neighbor's plants. Well, you can. Unless you ask. <laughs> you cannot in good conscience. Well, we decided that if we felt like we had to do it after dark. Yes. Then that morally it was incorrect. Yes. But if we felt like we could do it in the daylight, meaning if the neighbor saw us, they wouldn't mind, then it was morally okay. I think is where we landed. Oh, that's, that's a little gray area there. <laughs> I would say ask your neighbor. If yeah, they're going to see you, then they're there. Oh, fine, Margo. Oh, fine. I'm married to a preacher. Guys, <laughs> hey, I just remember this is perfect timing, too. My best friend for my birthday just got me um, five bearded irises from uh, the cemetery here in town. Oakland? Oakland. So Oakland oh. sells Did she steal florals. Oh, no. Okay. They sell florals every year from the... Okay. <laughs> Did she die? Okay, so this went dark. But I thought it was a great idea there. They were yes, from... and the wheels fell off. <laughs> no, well, so... And I don't know if you've all ever been to Oakland Cemetery in the springtime. No. It is gorgeous. So I didn't know Because they, like, I guess... Okay, Will told me this. It's a very old cemetery here in Atlanta. uh, This is his fault. But he said that, like, you know, when they would, like, I guess hundreds of years ago or whatever, they if they couldn't afford a headstone, they would put a rose bush. And so Oakland Cemetery has, like, hundreds of antique roses all over the cemetery. I needed to know about that. that That's a wonderful really cool story. They are okay. so gorgeous. We just April. gave you your next article. Thank you. You're yeah. so welcome. My cover story. <laughs> it was worth it. Well, so my okay. and my rose, my rose people that I'm obsessed with, Antique Rose Emporium, I talk about them like every episode, but I, a lot of times if you read the description, they'll say this was found in an old cemetery because they'll um, oh, that's neat. find varieties there. Wow. Yeah. Intriguing. They also do exactly. night tours of the cemetery, which are kind Ooh. of fun. Oh, yeah, like ghost mm. tours. They do weddings there, huh? See, um, y'all, with all the roses, I wouldn't. It's really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, where are you going to plant your bearded I irises? I don't know. I really dislike the name of that. I do too. Bearded. I, I know mm-hmm. it's unlovely. Uh-uh. Yeah. Maybe it has a more lovely name, and well, I don't. I'm sure the botanical yeah. name yes. is more. We'll just call it Iris. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. One of the things I really they have this about thing the called Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just I, you were talking about the people and how that's such an important part of the magazine, and I did feel like the, you know, kind of the intro to each section. It's so soulful, like hearing from the the different people you're profiling. And I just really liked that. So and it was glad. fun to see how different their tablescapes looked all next to each other. Mm-hmm. And and some of them were very elaborate and some of them were very, you know, sort of restrained and well, not that restrained, but you know, right. restrained for right. <laughs> for these artsy yes. people. That's right. Um and I don't know. It was just, it was really beautiful. And there were so many good, um, you know, I think a lot of times when you see a really elaborate tablescape, you feel so intimidating. You know, you can feel it. It is. It's very intimidating, I think. Yeah. But they do a good job of just sort of like um, talking about the realness of entertaining and why and all that. I'm so so glad to hear that. You know, there is a fine line between balance and, or, you know, fancy and, um, just really putting on a nice table for your friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I think even though people don't care, they're really there to see you. 
I think what it shows them when you do make an effort is that you've made an effort, that mm-hmm. they're important and you want to create and provide a beautiful environment, good food. In my case, I do not cook, so mm-hmm. I know who to call. I have a great caterer who knows my kitchen and all that. <laughs> but we don't ever do anything fancy. It's always very Southern or very simple, whatever it is. And so, yeah, I think when you walk into a, a room or a house or a dining room that is decorated beyond an inch of its life and the table is all, as you said earlier, crystal and fine china and, and the best silver and gorgeous flowers that cost $500, you don't want to, you don't want to sit down. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a really formal event, which is perfect. That's great. If your husband's in a black or white tie, right. you know, it's perfect. Right. So that's, anyway, I have an opinion or two. Yeah. That's good. Tell that. us <laughs> how you feel about place cards. Place cards, I think, are fun. I love them. I think they're they're more helpful. And I always like to just walk in and see where I am. And then if I don't like it, I'm no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do not. I'm so against that. I think it's the height of rudeness. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot yes. of thoughts been put into it. Yes. Yeah. Because I use them. Yeah. I use place cards most of the time, mm-hmm. even for family events. And a lot of people are like, "Why do you do it for family?" And the reason I do it for family events is like at Christmas is because all the kids are going to want to sit together. Well, Grandma's here mm-hmm. to see the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. we're going to mingle. Amongst each other, we're all going to talk together, and then you have to think who's left-handed, you know. Yes, and you know, because usually at the Christmas table, along. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's tight. It's yeah. you're crammed in there pretty tight at my table. So you got to think about who's right-handed, who's left-handed, you know, who's real quiet, who isn't. And then having the place card takes all that pressure off when you walk up to the table. Yeah. Where do you want yeah. me to sit? Agreed. And everyone always asks that question while you're cooking, and yeah. that drives me nuts. I'm like, stop talking to me. I'm trying to finish. <laughs> oh, like, where should I sit? Where do you want us to sit? That yeah, question? Yeah. Yeah, like, just, okay, if I don't have a place card, just sit wherever. Don't ask. If there's you not know? a place card, I have historically hung back, gone to the powder room. Oh, hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just be somewhere else and let everybody else sit down and see what's left, like musical chairs. Mm-hmm. But there's always a chair for me. But uh, I just, I don't know. It's a choice I don't like to make for myself. Mm-hmm. So, so, oh, you mean serious. when it's not your home? Yes. Ah. When it's not my home, Got if it. there aren't place cards, I'll hang back. Uh-huh. Because I feel like people are going to sit with who they're talking to or who they want to be with. Mm-hmm. or You know, and if somebody wants to sit with me, they'll maybe grab me and say, hey, come sit here. Right. But if not, I really like to hang back and just see what unfolds and then a lot of times there'll be that person that has nobody next to him. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, if I hadn't sat down, but it, a lot of times it's somebody that I don't know, right. that mm-hmm. I'm delighted to meet and have Somebody's a great quiet. conversation with and get to know and they get to know me. and so. That's great. Okay, when y'all are setting your table and designing mm-hmm. and putting out place cards, do you have any other rules? Are there any rules? On the place card them? arrangement? Yes. My grandmother well, I don't think you can sit. You can't sit with your partner. Yes, right. right. And ideally, couples. you try to do. I think alternate sexes. Boy, girl, boy, girl. Ideally, but it doesn't always work out. No, yes. you always have odd numbers. You can't be okay. too rigid. Right. Things. Plus, yeah. couples are not always male female these days. Well, any I days. Have so it's a hard. <laughs> friend, they're they're engaged. She's an architect. She's his sort of sidekick and wonderful. Um, I guess she she's his office manager, but they are engaged. They will not they will not be separated. Oh, really? They are the cutest. They Aww. they're so in love, mm-hmm. and they even want to sit together, and it's really adorable. <laughs> I mean, it's real. You know, so I don't feel strongly uh, right. about separating spouses or partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know when it's appropriate and when people won't care and those that right. mm-hmm. want to be together or, or, or that couple that doesn't know anybody, they may want to be together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. For that's security on one side and then on the other, you put both of them with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's a great point. Being yeah. thoughtful, I think. Yeah. Is the way to we do want it. everybody comfortable in our home, don't we? <laughs> yes. We don't well, that's what stressing. manners are for, that's right? right? To put people at ease. That's, that's right. While we that's have right. them or try to have them. Try to have them. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you always find um, with dinner parties 
and you kind of spoke to this already, but do you find it's easier to do the smaller arrangements so you don't have to move it? Or do you like doing the big kind of grand one and moving it when dinner begins? <laughs> I never like to do the grand <laughs> one and move it. Okay. Um, that, those days are over. But <laughs> but I do, I think it's fun to have a low sort of full arrangement as long as people can see through it or over it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the other is that all these fancy balls you see is the tall pedestals with yeah. big arrangements mm-hmm. sort of spilling over. Mm-hmm. That works, too. Mm-hmm. I, you won't see it at my house. No, neither. <laughs> but okay. one thing I do that I love is topiaries, all different sizes. And That's a great idea. Yeah, and so I just try to keep them low, different sizes. And are they live ones that you have around your house? They are live ones that I purchase and then have them okay. around my house for a while. Okay. Until <laughs> you, you kill them. Okay, I like it. <laughs> They're challenging. Topiaries are tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myrtle and, and Rosemary, all of them, they want a lot of light, too, most mm-hmm. of them. And so I'll put them outside. Or they'll die, and my husband will try to plant them. I'm like, honey, that is a stick. <laughs> it's not natural. It's not going to grow. <laughs> just shoves the stick in the ground. That's <laughs> right. No, it's a stick in the ground. Yeah. Did you know that you can do that with hydrangeas, though? You can make a hydrangea topiary? No. Oh, you I'm sorry. Well, you can make a hydrangea. You can? Well, that's probably, you probably could. Oh. You probably could make a topiary out of anything yeah. if you worked hard it's enough. a lot of but time. you just stick the hydrangea stem in the ground and it'll sprout roots. Yes, uh-uh. James Farmer taught me that. Mm-hmm. James. Isn't, Isn't he great? great? He knows everything. He, he taught us on our video series mm-hmm. that you he can did, just take yes. a hydrangea stem, stick it in water until it gets something, and then you put it in the ground. Or you just put yeah, it in water. We have to Google that. I think you have to put it in water first. Video. <laughs> I think we'll, yeah, and I think we might need a little column somewhere. Ask James. <gasps> That's yes. a good one. Right. That's James. Who knows? He might do it. He's so great. He He's is so great. great. We've had him on once. We should probably get him back on. Mm-hmm. Y'all will be fun together. It's mm-hmm. He's great. We love each other. I think though, Margo, pretty much anybody that knows you loves you. Mm. You're real nice. Well, thank you. I want to be. I like to be. It works out for you. <laughs> well, I'm very, you know what? I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful for my life. And you know my backstory. And I've, I've come through a lot. And I'm just so grateful to be here now. And it's kind of a cool miracle story. So I have a lot of love in my heart. And this, you'll probably cut all this. but <laughs> We will not. But anyway, um, and I think that's what, that is the answer. You know, we've got so much other out there that I think love is really important and kindness. So thank you for saying that. No, I mean it. It comes through, I think, in all you do. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Well. I think that we should be loving and kind. Should we give some Wait, love? Wait, I have our... one more question oh, before okay. you be go to okay. our... Fine. Listen, I think this segue, is... though. Love on Taryn. That was a, a gorgeous segue, and I'm screwing it up. <laughs> totally. totally. I am. Mm-hmm. Taryn. I... <laughs> But as a listener of this podcast, I want to know if you have any great online resources for either um, purchasing flowers for like a sh- upcoming shower, if I want to do an arrangement, or um, plants, like actually if I want to buy any plants. Why do does it have to be online? Because this listener could be in California, so yeah. I didn't want to like, you know, what's your source for the Southeast? Mm-hmm, I wanted mm-hmm. broad. Okay. That's right. why I online. Got, got it. Right. Mm-hmm. When I worked for Sybil, we ordered from Fisher Page in New York, and now it's Page, I believe, um, Dutch Flower Line, Remco and uh, Van Fleet and his brother Cass Trap. In Atlanta, you have one of the best resources in the country, and that is Cut Flower Wholesale. We love it. Scott Shepard is a genius. We're going to have him on the podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. I met him at your book signing at our store. That's right. <laughs> and he has a podcast. It's called The Flower Podcast. Mm-hmm. And Scott, cleverly named <laughs> He stole your branding. I know. What? Scott is really, he knows as much about flowers as anybody I've ever met. And if he can't find it, it's not out there. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of a wedding or a bridal shower or whatever, you can call him. Mm-hmm. Find something that inspires you in Flower or some other publication that's not really out there. But um, just <laughs> so just Flower, yes. Scott mm-hmm. can find it, that's and me. again, if it's not, if he can, it's because it's not available. Should anywhere. we be trying cool. to find local farms that are there growing are flowers? Flower farms cropping up, no pun intended, all over the place. 
Because <laughs> like at lot. my local farmer's market, there's yes, flower well, the booths and stuff and now. Are, yeah, those are, a lot of them are floral designers that have decided to launch into farming as well. Some of the big designers up north and out west grow their own. Okay. Now they'll have to augment, you always mm-hmm. do, but when you have control from root to bloom and you know what you have, you know what you're selling and providing, that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more efficient and thoughtful and gentle. And so a lot of it, Birmingham has a lot of floral farmers now. Okay, can I ask y'all a question and slash vent to you? I feel like (laughs) if you want to send flowers to someone Uh in a town that you do not know, Uh it is the worst. Like, it is so hard, I think. Do y'all have this problem? Okay, do you know what keeps happening to me? Hmm. And I love my husband, but (laughs) it's always after the but, isn't it? (laughs) He's He's decided to send me flowers that aren't arranged. And we all know that I'm... Like a blue apron, but for flowers. Yeah, just like, here's yeah. three dozen roses. And I'm like, Thank, thanks. Because yeah, I'm not a flower arranger. Off. And then I don't ever think they look pretty. I'm mad the whole time I'm chopping them up. You know what I mean? You want to know Well, he has, the last time he did it, I did it. Usually they ended up at the office. And I'm at the office, like, cutting and, oh, my gosh. Um, so last time it was the house. And he was there watching me. <laughs> and he was like... You don't really like arranging flowers, do you? And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> Good. Picked up on it. That's, yes. that's helpful. But yeah. But that's my pet peeve on sending people but flowers. Don't send like... them unarranged. Okay. Who, who do we it's, call? It's always, always about knowing who to call. Okay. In well, each town or? B. Brooks. Oh. B. Brooks. B. Dot Brooks. Okay. She is in San Francisco. She has done all your due diligence. She has researched. You what? can't just be on the B. Brooks website. I you have to qualify. You. you have to qualify. Yeah. And oh, so a local uh, a local florist. Local Got florist it. or shop. Oh, my gosh. And then she, yes, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. But she, we did a piece on her years ago. But even when I worked for Sybil, you know, 15 years ago, we used B. Brooks. People would say, I want to send to somebody in Kansas City, but I don't. B. We Brooks. would make it happen. No, we would do it for them. Yes, but you use B. Brooks. Exactly. That's smart. <gasps> Brilliant. Because Brilliant. I feel like they are like the ones that you just order online are like one step up from the grocery store and they are like $60. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're not good. I don't understand. So Why are these ugly know. and expensive? So now you know. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Perfect. B. Brooks. <laughs> All right, tell so, them I told okay, you to come. So, so now no. we can give some love. Yeah. Yeah. We just gave some great resources. That Look at true. that. Good job, Taryn. You're all worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Julie, and she writes I absolutely love your podcast, and I'm a religious listener. My sister in law just bought a new to her home, and she had questions that stumped me, so I'm hoping you can help. The new house has a semi-open kitchen, breakfast nook, and living room. The kitchen and breakfast nook have a very small crown molding, but the living room doesn't have any. I'm guessing they didn't do it because of the vaulted ceilings in the living room. However, she and I agree and think it looks weird since it's a really one big room. Would you recommend doing crown molding throughout or would you remove it in the kitchen and breakfast nook? I don't have any good pics of the break where the crown molding just stops. Note, I think she's planning to remove the chair rail in the breakfast nook. And these are all the current owner's furniture and decor. She closes on the house in two weeks. Thanks for any guidance you can provide. All Julie. right. Congrats on the new house, yeah, Julie's yeah. sister-in-law. Julie, is it her sister or sister-in-law? Sister-in-law. sister-in-law. sister-in-law, yeah. All right. So crown molding, it's a, it's a great room. You know, it's a kitchen, family room, living room, all one room with a vaulted ceiling. And there's crown molding just in the kitchen part. And then not in the other part of the room where there's a vaulted ceiling. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I tell her what I would do because I'm lazy? Because you're lazy? Mm-hmm. What about what Margaret wants to do? No, no, no. Caroline first. <laughs> I just think she should paint it all one color. She should paint it all one don't, color. Don't, like, remove it. It's just, you're going to have to patch the wall. It's going to cause, like, problems with drywall. You're going to have to do all this stuff. Just paint it the one wall color. color. Just paint it all one color. Uh huh. It would go away, and it just you won't even see it. 
So all of her trim in there or just the crown molding and the chair rail in the one weird area? Is there molding in this little mm -hmm. dining area? Yeah, but it's nowhere else, and that's her problem. Yeah, like, so it's, it's here. It's there, and then it's some, somewhere between here and there it ends, but we're not. Just mid-wall it ends. Yeah? That's different. Mm -hmm. I'd rip that down. <laughs> I'd rip out the chair rail as well, but I, I'm... The small mold, the molding's so small. That yeah, but if the, it ends like in the middle of the wall here, like it's going mm -hmm. here, but it's not here. It ends mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Hmm. Yeah. All right, what were you going to say, Margo? You said you were going to surprise us. Well, I'm not now. Mm. <laughs> Change your mind. Because I was going to say, to me, this is a very, well, it won't surprise you because it seems pretty obvious. This is a very informal house. Mm -hmm. And to me, molding denotes really interesting architecture, mm. and I don't see that here. I think it's a very Fair. casual, easy to live in, more sort of um, less formal. I mean, yeah. obviously, and I think the chair rail could go. I think the all of the molding could go. Even the base? No. Okay. No. So the no. crown and the chair rail. Out. I think so. I agree. It's um, not adding anything like you're saying. Well, it's 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 again, it's more formal and it's for something that's a little more architecturally definitive, mm -hmm. shall we mm -hmm. say? And this house looks very sort of fluid and simple and yeah, without vaulted informal. ceiling and everything, you yeah. would you would just not use yeah. it with it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. To so me. for continuity's sake, I would rip it all out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plus, I do think going back to what Caroline was saying. Rip it out and then just paint all that space the same because it's so hard to. But I think she was break. saying paint the molding. Yeah, the she same was. Color. I just I like when those rooms when they open like that because it's such weird. Like you don't want to keep them all the same. You don't mm -hmm. want to. Oh, this little pocket is blue. Like mm -hmm. you make it more noticeable by painting it versus if you, you do it all. One Agreed. Time. I also think you're going to take ten years yes. off the house if you paint the banisters. That yes, they're wood right now, the spindles or whatever you call them, and the handrail. They're it's brown with like white spindles. Mm -hmm. Paint it all white. Mm -hmm. You didn't clean. ask us, but she or, asked, yeah. but you can tell your sister. It's a good idea. Well, if she's getting out a paintbrush, paint that Why too. Not? Yeah. And without this furniture and um, these colors, I, I think this house. I can't wait to see what the sister-in-law does because it has a lot of potential. Yeah, it really does. It's a really nice big room with lots of light. Yeah. That was an easy one, Julie. Mm -hmm. It took us a minute to talk it through, but yeah. ultimately... I think we hammered it out. Crowbar that down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do it. <laughs> All right. Marco, will you tell everyone where they can find your book, where they can get their flower magazine this month? Sure. And where they can follow you. I'm happy to tell all that. The book is available at all booksellers. Uh, Rizzoli does not specify. They don't want me to specify because it's really everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's also on uh, flowermag.com. Wait a minute. Flowermagshop.com, which is our obviously our flower shop um, platform. And uh, where else? Well, Amazon, of, of course. course. Yeah. Oh, Everything. Of course. I will say this, just a little shameless self-promotion. One of the things I've been doing is giving this book to brides, be it an engagement or a, just a shower gift or even a wedding gift, because in my humble opinion, it has lots of meat and lots of, um, well, there's the five step-by-steps in the back and then the mm -hmm. sidebars on each chapter where you get the personal tips and tricks and so it's just I think it's a good way to start your married life or your home if you have a new home or it's a great housewarming gift so if you're going to buy a lot which I hope that you will go <laughs> to Amazon because they're selling it for less okay but I prefer really that you buy a lot from us mm -hmm. for more. <laughs> and then the magazine uh, is in a lot of great booksellers on newsstand. You can also go to flowermag.com and subscribe. Do you have an Instagram? I know you do. I do. Margot R. Shaw, M-A-R-G-O-T-R Shaw. Mm -hmm. And then flowermag.com. Flower Magazine, actually, is our Insta handle. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. 
Excellent. So we like it. Yeah, we do too. Yes. We're big Thank fans. Yes. Yeah, thanks for coming. Oh, so Thank you for having me come and chat with y'all. It's been really fun. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all's. Yeah. Y'all's show. Yeah. I can't wait to go see the new showroom. Oh, it's pretty. I know. I'm going back because I didn't have enough time the other night. Well, you were busy. We were busy. You Thank were busy. you for that wonderful event. We did way. have a wonderful yeah. in-store yeah. event with Margot. It was fun. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. Please leave us five stars. If you liked it. it, Well. Don't feel coerced. If you got all the way to the end of the show and you didn't like it, then I have concerns about you. They might not like y'all's. That's yeah. Okay, that's you right. can comment on my my Boston. grammar <laughs> in your comment if you want. Yes, it's not wrong. It's not incorrect. It's just it's just southern. That's right. There you yeah. go. Um, please send your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net and check out the show notes for this episode at howtodecorate.com/podcast. Don't forget to enable the how to decorate skill on your Alexa. That's right. In your Amazon account. That's right. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.